This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is time for another Community Spotlight as we uh, focus on Pride Month. And a lot of things happening with Joe Hawkins, the executive director of the LGBTQ Community Center here in Oakland. And there's a lot to get to and a lot to unpack. And Joe, first of all, when we talk with folks on our community spotlight, they typically like to highlight, you know, a day or an event. But when you have a month like you do and those involved with Pride Month here in the Bay Area, there's got to be an awful lot going on. Let's just start there first before we get to the community center. How important is it always to continue to increase awareness about keeping people healthy, keeping them safe, having compassion, and having inclusiveness in our world? Well, I want to first start by saying thank you to the Oakland Athletics for including us as a part of uh, Pride Night and renaming Pride Night Glen Burke's Pride Night. Pride is extremely important. Uh, If we go all the way back to the Stonewall Riots, and, and, and the Stonewall riots that happened in New York back in the 60s were not the only protests and riots that happened around the country. LGBTQ people were tired and, and there was the civil rights movement, there was the women's lib movement. So there was a, a reawakening of, uh, for equality in America. And, um, you know, we see the big pride festivals today, and we have to realize that those all represent protests. It, they represent people who were tired of being discriminated against, beaten, beaten down, oppressed. And um, we all stand on the backs of those people today. And a lot of people don't know that even during that time period when Martin Luther King was, you know, fighting for civil rights, the gay, there was a gay, a black gay man who organized the March on Washington. His name is Bayard Rustin. Uh, and uh, people don't know about him because he was pretty much pushed into the background, but he, he did that. So, you know, we have to know why we have fought and why we're still, still, still fighting today. Joe, how important is it, do you feel, I mean, the A's have, celebrated Pride Days here for years at the Coliseum. But this year it's special, Friday, June 11th, when the A's host the Kansas City Royals. It's not just Pride Night, but it's Glenn Burke Pride Night. Your wellness clinic is named after the former big leaguer, the star in Berkeley, played in the big leagues with the A's and with the Dodgers, and a man that you know went through a lot of persecution coming out gay as a major league player back in the 70s. What does that message mean to you that the Oakland A's not only have Pride Night and continue to do so, but do so in a manner now that they put a name on it that deserves some recognition. Yeah. You know, 
four, about four years ago, maybe, maybe five years ago, uh, my co-founder and I, Jeff Myers, uh, you know, and I, I do want to uh, say that before we opened the Oakland LGBTQ Center, there was no center in Oakland for the queer community. And there, uh, we were the only major city, as a matter of fact, in the state and uh, around the country that did not have a center. So when we opened the center, the Multi-Ethnic Sports Hall of Fame uh, invited us to receive an award on the, in, in Glenn Burke's name. And we were not as familiar with Glenn Burke at that time. And we watched the documentary that, had, that they showed at that event. And we were literally in tears to know that this Oakland native who was unapologetically gay and played for the Los Angeles Dodgers as, and was blackballed uh, and then played for the A's and was sort of summarily blackballed uh, because he refused to uh, go in the closet. Um, this, this, this man who is credited with uh, creating the high five in sports today was uh, sort of cast aside uh, by these two teams uh, because he was a victim of his time where he could not be do, play the sport that he loved so much. Joe, my daughter identifies herself as asexual, biromantic is the way she puts it. She has, and we've had many lesbian, gay, trans kids in our house. It's a safe haven uh, at our house in Arizona for my daughter and her friends. It's important for them to have that kind of support which as you know, probably far too much, that's not necessarily the case on a consistent basis. So the forming of the community center, which began in 2017, uh, providing social opportunities, educational opportunities, health-related opportunities. Uh, when the ribbon was cut, so to speak, and you had a chance to open up this center to provide that kind of support, what did that mean to you that moment as you move forward now looking back four years ago? So I have to tell a quick story about why I even became an activist back in the 80s after having served in the military for 10 years. Um, I was also a young father at the time, and my uh, son's mother and I were high school sweethearts. Actually, I met her in typing class, and I told her later, uh, you know, that should have been a red flag that I might be gay because I was the fastest typist <laughs> in the class. And uh, we were, we became very good friends um, and we had a child. And I was in the military at the time and uh, we, I decided, I was in Michigan and I decided to move, come out and move to California where I landed in Oakland. And we had joint custody of my son, uh, and when uh, one summer while he was here with me, uh, we received news that his mother had been killed in a fire and uh, back in Michigan. And when we returned uh, to Mich Michigan to the funeral, I was uh, literally attacked. And I, uh, I literally left Michigan feeling as if I was escaping. Uh, the homophobia that I was experiencing. My arms had scratches on it. 
And my son was re-traumatized because he had just lost his mother. And now he was having to uh, deal with the fact that people hated his father. But when I got back to Oakland, I received a letter uh, from attorneys uh, with the the Michigan Department of Social Services information stating that I needed to surrender my son or I would be a fugitive. I did not want to be a fugitive. I decided that I would surrender my son and try to go through the court system to keep my son. Uh, And I remember an attorney saying to me, Joe, it's very hard for men to get custody of children, um, and especially a black gay man. And I was just, I had said, you know, I was just thinking, look, I'll do whatever I have to do. Uh, And then a friend called me and said, Joe, do not release your son. Do not send him back yet. And I I said, what's what's going on? And I literally thought it was Johnny Cochran that was going to help me because I had just met Johnny Cochran at a a Jeffrey's Inner Circle uh, (laughs) dinner that I went to here in Oakland. But the call, when the call came through, it was Oprah Winfrey. Now, Oprah Winfrey said she was interested in my case, and she thought that it's something that America shouldn't know about. Mind you, this was in the late 80s, early 90s. And uh, she, I, I, she, she asked if my mother would go on the show with me. And I said, I doubt it because my mother is very religious and um, the the family itself was homophobic, my family. And so uh, she asked for her number, called my mom, my mom hung up. She called called me back and said, Joe, your mother hung up on me. Do you think we can do a conference call? We did a conference call. And I, uh, later my mother uh, said she had to ask her pastor and they agreed. And we went on national television. Now, when I was on national television, in 1990, no gay person, regardless of your ethnicity, had ever fought to or discussed fighting, keeping their child uh, as a gay parent. And that, I, I didn't come out because I was proud. I came out because I needed to find a way to keep my child and to let sure, I wanted my son to know, have a record a major record that I fought for him if they took him away from me. So, but fast forward today, I did get to raise my son. My son is 35 now and I, 36. um, And he, and I have uh, three grandchildren. And, but you know, everyone won't have an Oprah Winfrey. And it was at that time that I knew that I needed to dedicate my life to making sure that LGBTQ people have the resources and the support that they need to uh, to sort of make it through in this world. Um, and, and, and that is why I do what I do today. Uh, I'm also the co-founder of Oakland Pride, which we founded over a decade ago. and. Uh, and and we when we opened the center, we had we knew there was actually a major spike in Alameda County for hate crimes, and there was just no more time to waste. And we we got busy, and we've just been going and growing and helping thousands of people ever since.
Well, support certainly, as you know, Joe, is is vital for for anyone, but certainly in a community where they feel like uh, they don't necessarily have that in the modern world. Inclusiveness and compassion, certainly very close, if not at the top of the list of the things you're trying to accomplish at the community center. Just simply, I mean, you, you've kind of identified it a little bit, but simply what is the mission? Uh, interactions, okay. people coming in and, and how they immediately see the support and the love that's involved in that community center. Well, the overall mission of the center is to improve the health and wellness of the LGBTQ community here in Oakland and in Alameda County. And we do that by, for example, transgender individuals are often uh, rejected by family members. So when a person who is transgender has nowhere else to go and they contact the center for support, then we're able to put them up and uh, use our rental assistance to help them or emergency housing assistance to get them housed until we can find long-term stable housing for them. We can make sure that they have hormone replacement therapy. We can make sure that they have uh, mental health support um, and just or peer counseling. So we're able to wrap around services around them while they're going through these challenging times. You may not know this, but according to the CDC, one in two black, gay, and bisexual men will become infected with HIV in their lifetime. For Latino men, one in four will become infected with HIV in their lifetime. Those, and a lot of that has to do with stigma and lack of access to proper prevention, information and treatment. And we do that here. Glenn Burke died of AIDS. Glenn didn't have the type of resources, you know, that that can can prevent you from becoming infected like the drug PrEP, or if you are living with HIV, that can keep you healthy. So we create we we created a clinic in partnership with lifelong medical care. That, that is LGBTQ centered where pe you don't walk in feeling stigmatized and you feel that people understand your issue, you, your lifestyle, what your, what your concerns are. And um, the, so when people come or maybe test positive or, are, are, or want to stay healthy, they can come to us and 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 in an LGBTQ centered environment and feel supported. Joe, I don't think there's any question that there's somebody that's that's listening to this, and if not in their own homes, some somebody in their circle, either a family or friends, has someone involved that is a member of of the community, and they may have questions. They they may be, you know, in some ways afraid of of trying to find answers. Uh, how do they go about? getting to the LGBTQ Community Center, and what's that process like, and how important is it to, to get that word out to let the world know that this is uh, a resource that is available? First, they can go to our website at oaklandlgbtqcenter.com. You can just, I mean, .org. You can Google us. We are a 501c3 nonprofit. So, um, but the, Google us will pop right up or they can call us at 510-822-2286. Uh, 
and uh, asked to speak with one of our wellness uh, coordinators. Uh, it's really that simple. Your wellness clinic is named after Glenn Burke. You've kind of touched on some of the services that are provided there. It, it sounds just in the four years that you've been open that it just continues to grow at a very fast rate. Uh, how are you able to keep up? How do people maybe help to get involved? And, and again, what are some of the things that uh, someone that needs answers can find at the wellness clinic as they uh, get some education on, on moving forward? Uh, as I said, um, there, our, our trans community has a very, especially, you know, we, we, we have to, when I talk about the transgender community, I'm talking about uh, those who are most marginalized, uh, those who are low income or no income or unhoused, and uh, who don't have the resources for, let's say, hormone replacement therapy. And people can come to get HRT. Some people have never met with a physician or medical provider in our LGBTQ community ever. Uh, medical mistrust is very common in our community because we are often uh, discriminated against in the me by medical professionals. And, uh, and, um, and so for the first time, a person could come to get uh, connected to primary medical care that they may never have had or wanted to get access to. We also have COVID-19 testing and vaccination. Um, people can also speak with someone about behaviors that place them at risk for uh, not just HIV, but other STIs. And um, so in the clinic, it's, it's really full service for uh, particularly low income and no income um, LGBTQ people. Joe, what, what gives you optimism? Uh, the stories I'm sure that you have are a mile long of, of as you've discussed, the uh, people that had nowhere to turn and they see the, the positivity and the compassion that the wellness clinic and the community center provide someone that may have not had that their entire lives. Uh, I know you're nowhere close to where you'd like to be in terms of a finish line. You may never get to a finish line, but in terms of making progress and, and sensing that, that there is a difference and uh, there is a place of safety for the LGBT, LGBTQ community, uh, how important is that for you? Where do you think you are in that regard? You know, before we opened four years ago, there was nowhere to go in Oakland. So what I see today and just the outpouring of community support, individuals who have donated, you know, amounts small and large that keep this operation going. You can, I, who knew? I, 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 just, I didn't know. And until we opened, that's when we saw how much people needed it. So we each year where we watch how we, you know, we have a, a strategic plan that we have on our website so that our community, community can see what we want to do with our food pantry and making sure that our community members get fed, what we want to do with our youth services, what we want to do with the clinic. And so, you know, people pay attention to, to what we, we're trying to do in our vision. And they're supporting it. And 
I, I'm literally overwhelmed just by the fact that we're supported. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of un- unbelievable to me, but Oakland is pretty amazing. It's the most ethnically diverse city in our country. And we get that support from all areas and all parts of our community. So uh, I see so much uh, an amazing future for service provision to the LGBTQ community here in Oakland. Joe, you've been a longtime advocate. You're a supporter. And certainly, as we've learned today, you're a fighter as well. We wish you all the best with the LGBTQ Community Center. I know it's growing and you're there for the ride. It's going to be a fun weekend here with uh, Pride Night on Friday with the A's and the Royals, uh, giving away the rainbow towels as well. And just another reminder that we should all have compassion. We should have inclusiveness for for all races, all genders, and and just basically in, in the simplest of forms, get along. We encourage people to go to your website, OaklandLGBTQCenter.org. All the information is there. Joe, look forward to meeting you at some point. I wish you all the best, and thank you for joining us in our community spotlight. Thank you so much for having me, and happy Pride. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. 